Welcome to the Church of the Redeemers Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. again. Thank you, God, for just being God. Thank you, God, for ministering to us through not only the preaching, but also through your songs, your prayers. Thank you for your son that died on Calvary. Now here we are again, God, at this sacred place. It's preaching time. We need to hear from you. Bless this church. Bless the people that are in attendance. Bless those that are listening via Facebook Live, listening on the telephone. Whatever they're doing, God, we pray that you would be in the midst. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, if you can rest on your feet, a few verses from 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verses 7 through 10. Trust him, huh? 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verses 7 through 10. And it reads as follows. It says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this is all surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our bodies. You may be seated, the word of the Lord. Think with me from this thought this morning. It's okay not to be okay, but not okay to remain that way. See, so it's okay not to be okay. Y'all didn't get it. it it's, it's okay. See, God already knows what you're going through. God already know where you are. God know what you need. So therefore, it's okay not to be okay but just don't remain that way. See, sometimes we allow people to make us feel like, oh, you know, girl, you shouldn't be going through what you're going through. You're a Christian, but I'm here to tell you that it's okay. You know why it's okay? Because God know that you couldn't do whatever you're doing by yourself anyway. So I know it's okay. See, you are not perfect, nor are you expected to be. No matter what others may put on your shoulders, as long as you are on the side of this earth, you will never be. See, and it's perfectly okay. 
those who are struggling with grief, those who are struggling with addictions, health issues, lost jobs, disappointment, you name it. For some reason, we have this idea in our heads that when you display some signs of weakness, some signs of imperfection, some signs that something is wrong with your life, that the message we are telling people is that God is not good. Because they're looking at you. You, the Christian, walking around every day, praise him. Hallelujah. But then when we are going through, look at the message that people misinterpret. Because it's okay to not be okay, but just don't remain that way. This is not the life we imagine. We've all experienced that moment when we wish we could start over again. Yesterday, yesterday can leave us stuck. Yesterday can leave us sad. Yesterday can leave us ashamed. Yesterday, scared and searching. But the bottom line is that we were never designed to be enough. That's why he had to send his son. That's why I know it's okay not to be okay, because you were never designed to be enough. See, life is hard. We all face problems. Those who say that they don't have any problems, they're doing one or two things. They're hiding their problems, or they're pretending that they don't have any. We do God and people and injustice when we walk around as if everything is right with our world. Because what we are doing is we are pretending. Pretending that things are perfect in our lives and they could not be better. When we walk around as if we have it all together, it's part of the reason why unbelievers and the world cannot relate to us. Because unlike you, they have some real issues. Unlike you, they have some real ones. Problems that get them down. Unlike you, problems in needing to be solved. Unlike you. But if you don't have any or pretend that you don't, how will they know about the problem solver you claim to know? Walking around here, think you don't have any problems. That's why I say it's okay not to be okay. But some of us need to understand, just don't remain that way. Never underestimate the potential of you once you are empowered by God who knows all about you and loves you completely. It's okay not to be okay. It's a call to celebrate our identity and victory in Christ and move forward with faith and freedom. It's okay not to be okay because we're not home yet. It's okay to not be okay because God doesn't ask us to be. See, what God wants is to move in, to move into our hearts and our homes and our minds and our struggles. Jesus is not a hashtag to add on your life. He wants to be your everything. That's why God says his grace is sufficient for me. 
for my power is made perfect in your weakness. That's why it's okay not to be okay. It makes it clear that we are never supposed to be strong on our own. I don't see no supermans or no superwomen. That's why it's okay. I see the power of Jesus Christ that bubbles up inside of us no matter what your gender is. It's only when we acknowledge our weakness that God's strength shines through and it's perfect. See, in our text this morning, y'all got me off track. In our text this morning, Paul is sharing how God supplies strength necessary when we face hardships and persecution. That's what Paul is trying to get us to understand. So here are the three things that I see in this particular text. In verse 7, Paul says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. The first thing I see is that we have a valuable treasure. Say to yourself, we have a valuable treasure. To begin with, God has made us the way we are so that we can do the work he wants us to do. He made you the way you are because he got some work for you to do. You can't be Beyonce, you can't be Jay-Z. God made you the way you are because he got some work for you to do. The believer is simply a jar of clay. It is the treasure within the vessel that gives the vessel the value. Y'all no, missed it because you should have shouted on that. He said the believer is simply a jar of clay. The treasure within the vessel that gives the vessel the value. So if Christ ain't in you, you empty. You ain't nothing. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how important you think you are. But if the value is Christ and he ain't in you, you ain't nothing. The important thing about a vessel it is that it could be clean, empty, and available for the service of God. Are you willing to be available for him? Each of us must seek to become a vessel unto honor. Sanctified, set apart, and ready for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. See, we are earthly vessels so that we might depend on God's power and not our own. Why does God put such a great treasure in such weak vessels? I'm glad you asked. So that the greatness of the power may be of God and not of you. So that it will be evident to anyone who had eyes to see that the work was being done 
by the power of God and not the power of the vessel. So everybody can see it. That's why you get excited when you see the miracles of God in people's lives. When you see a person that don't have no arms, but they're not crying. Matter of fact, I saw a video the other day. A woman was eating with her feet. She's been with no arms all of her life. She was eating shrimp, shrimp and crabs. She was eating better with her feet than I do with my hands. Lots of people suffer inside in silence for many reasons, and it seems these days we make it harder for them to say anything about it for fear of what others might think. See, unfortunately, in the household of faith, we have this same thing in the church, that if something is wrong with your life, you did something for it to be wrong. We have become very judgmental, hiding behind the word, and people, especially leaders, are afraid to say anything. They're living behind what is called the facade that all is right with the world and where they need to be on the altar the most. See, stop trying to build yourself up. Your title don't mean anything. We need to all be on this altar, looking to him, the great author and the finisher of our faith. That's what people need to see. See, it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to feel bad, to be sad, to mourn, to grieve. It's okay to display emotions. It's okay to cry. It's okay to say you are doubting right now. It's okay to come clean with where you are spiritually in your walk. It's okay, but it's not okay for you to remain there. It's okay. Stop listening to people say, you got to get over that thing. God is in control. God already knows what you're going through. He knows where you are. You are free from condemnation. In spite of what people tell you, we preach the brokenness of life in a messed up world. But expect our churches to be full of near perfect people. How are you going to preach about brokenness and then expect the people in the church who are just as broken as the people in the world to pretend they ain't broken? And I'm broken because I know the Savior sees all my pieces. And he is the only one that can put me back together again. We must focus on the treasure, not on the vessel. See, Paul was not afraid of suffering or trials because he knew that God would guard the vessel so long as Paul was guarding the treasure. See, God permits trials. God controls trials. And God uses trials for his glory. God is glorified through weak vessels. See, sometimes God permits our vessels to be jarred, meaning to be rattled, meaning to be shaken, 
so that some of the treasure will spill out to enrich other lives. Y'all didn't get that. Y'all didn't get that. He allowed you, you, your vessel to be jarred, to be rattled, to be shaken, so your neighbor next door can see what you're going through. So your, your jarredness will spill out for their goodness. Lord, I know I'm talking to myself, but that's all right. See, suffering reveals not only the weakness of a man, but also the glory of God. We have a valuable treasure. Isn't that what I said? We have a valuable treasure. Therefore, it's okay not to be okay. But just don't remain that way. In verse 8 and 9, Paul says, we are hard-pressed on every side. He said, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despair, persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. I see in that verse that Paul is saying, God's sustaining present. In other words, God is with you in all of that. When you're crushed, when you're perplexed, but not despaired, when you're pressed on every side, God's sustaining presence is with you. Not because you're so good, but because God is so great. Not only must we focus on the treasure and not on the vessel, but we must also focus on the master and not the servant. See, I know I'm a servant. I'm a slave to Christ, and I'm okay with that. If we suffer, it's for Jesus' sake. If we die to self, it's so that the life of Christ may be revealed to others. If we go through trials, it is so that Christ might be glorified. And sometimes we think that if someone is really spiritual or really used of God, they will live in a constant state of victory. And that means life will always be easy. But Paul tells us that's not true. God's servants may experience death-like suffering, and all of this is for the sake of others. That's why God uses us, so others can be strengthened. As we serve Christ, death works in us, but life works in those whom we minister. See, I often wonder, what is it that pushes people over the edge? I believe that the thoughts are always there. To acknowledge change and how it has affected you is to recognize you have lost something in the change. See, we may look good on the outside, but inside we messed up. Either that or we are fooling ourselves. We are either going to be broken by God or we are going to be broken by the devil. See, when God breaks us, he heals us. He picks up the broken pieces and makes something out of them. But when Satan breaks us, he leaves us broken and used up and wasted and hopeless. That's why I keep telling you, it's okay. 
to be okay. You weren't designed to be enough. Because if you were, he wouldn't have had to send his son. See, we see the outside. God sees the inside. Jesus said, clean up the inside, and the outside will take care of itself. Let us seek God to clean us up in the inside. So, who cares what the world thinks? We should be more concerned with what God thinks. God will cover up our sins, cleanse us up from unrighteousness. If we will come and seek his faith. See, we can never have revival until we come clean. We need to approach God saying, it's not my brother, it's not my sister, it's not my father, it's not my mother, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. When we are concentrating on demonstrating the beauty of the gospel instead of our own beauty, our Christian witness becomes more effective. Stop, get out of that mirror looking at yourself. You ain't all that. You ought to just, when you look in the mirror, you ought to thank God for life. Stop telling them about your good looks. Ain't nothing good about your looks. You just blessed to be here, just like the rest of us. So it's okay not to be okay. Just don't remain that way. Verse 10, Paul says, we always carry around in our own body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. In other words, Paul is saying, don't lose hope. Don't lose heart. Even though we are hard-pressed on every side, we're not to lose heart because we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus Christ so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. See, the more we unwrap the treasure of the firsthand knowledge of God and let our light shine, the more God is going to allow trials and tribulations and persecutions to happen to us to help transform both us and others through our witness. That's why he does it. See, people are delivered by real testimonies. People are delivered by real situations, real circumstances, real feelings. Not something you heard or made up, but what you have actually gone through. Have you ever went through anything? And if you went through anything, that's because you are part of the kingdom. You're part of his body. And if you do not share it or think it's okay to share it, how will others know? Your witness is so important. When we live under the pressure of feeling we have to be enough but are disappointed with where we are, we stay in a hiding place. Stop pretending. It's okay to be okay. His grace not only comforts, it sustains and provides a powerful witness to the world. But for those who the shepherd called by name, we will participate 
in Christ's exaltation by ex eternally glorifying his name in paradise. Because he's coming back for a church. And where he is, there we will be also. And ministry that costs nothing accomplishes nothing. The test of a true ministry is not stars, but scars. When we suffer in life, it can cause us to become disillusioned and to question God. But maybe we don't understand as well as God does. Maybe we can't see it from his perspective. All suffering in our lives should lead us into one direction, to God, to Christ. I want to share with you what I see as I close, the characteristics of a clay pot, because that's how Paul opens this text. He said he's talking about clay pots. We're the treasure. See, there is a certain humanity to a clay pot. Its purpose is to hold soil and a plant so that the plant can be healthy and beautiful. That's the purpose. See, a clay pot is very good at what it does. It does its day in and also day out with little or no fanfare. That's what a clay pot does. See, a clay pot is somewhat fragile. If they are dropped, they break. Frequently, they are chipped or cracked. Still, they carry out the purpose. See, a clay pot is imperfect. It has variations in colors and shapes to go along with the chips and the cracks. Even though it's imperfect, still the clay pot is able to be used. I want you to put your name in there because you're the clay pot. With all the chips and with all the cracks, with all the brokenness, God still uses us. If we are going to be see ourselves and our lives as clay pots, we must realize the imperfections of clay pots do not distract from the beauty of the treasure that they hold. A treasure that's inside of you, which is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It's the precious anointing move of God. In fact, their plainness can even enhance the beauty of the treasure. Who is worthy to be a container to God's light and glory? The smartest person isn't smart enough. The purest person isn't pure enough. The most spiritual person isn't spiritual enough. The most talented person isn't talented enough. We are all just clay pots holding an unspeakable great treasure. Thank God that he looks us up as a treasure. We must stop listening to other people's opinion. Don't get caught up in the hype of negative criticism. It's not what others think of you that's important. It's what you think of yourself. It's okay not to be okay, but don't stay there. How many times has God overlooked our nastiness? How many times has God continued to forgive us? Nothing is impossible with God. Don't settle for the way things are. Get ready for the overflow.
See, you are worth fighting for. Your faith is worth fighting for. And Christ is worth fighting for. So I say to you today, don't just stay there. It's okay to be okay. It's okay not to understand why you're going through what you're going through. My point is to you today, just remember, don't stay there. Because God has given you a treasure inside of you that's waiting for others to see. It's okay not to be okay, but don't just stay there. Stand on your feet. God, thank you for today. Thank you for your word, God. Thank you, God, for showing us in the text that we have the treasures in a jar. And even though we're scratched, we're scarred, sometimes we're nicked, sometimes we're beat up, sometimes people might accidentally drop us and we become in pieces. But because, God, we know that you can pick up the pieces and put them back together again, God. We say thank you today. Is there one today that don't know Jesus Christ and the pardon of their sins? Is there one that's never been baptized? Is there one has never confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? The Bible said, whosoever will, let him come. He said, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, God has raised him from the dead. He says, salvation is yours. And even though I know you're looking at me via Facebook, or you're listening to me on the line, but that the church has a phone number that you can call, call any day through the week. Let them know that you feel that God has moved your heart and you want to come in from the outside, inside, because God will work a new thing in your life. So is there one, as they sing? Go ahead, my brother. Is there one?